Have you ever had someone dish out accurate criticism that was in no way constructive? Or have you ever been informed about a repeated mistake as a way to throw it in your face? Sometimes when we're told true things we need to work on, we choose to shut down and project because it's not like the person saying it is anywhere near perfect either. We become prideful and say, yes, so I have this flaw, but here are three you have. Take that. That doesn't work very well when we're trying to grow or when it's a relationship you do value. How do we take what the person is saying into consideration and not let who is saying it or how it's being said blind us? Welcome back to Mind the Gap. This week we are talking about grace and truth and growing. Um, This is something that has kind of been on my heart this week. Um, I feel like there are things that um, have been revealed by the Holy Spirit that I need to grow in. Um, And it's not being revealed in the best way. And I don't, I also don't think it's anyone like trying to be malicious, but like just little things here and there that have stuck to me of like, I'm annoying or irritating or dramatic, whatever the case may be. And it's like, because of that, it's been a lot easier for me to like see someone else's mistakes and in my head go, Ooh, see you did this. And that's like me projecting and like constantly having to shut that down and being like, okay, God, like I want to grow. I want to work through whatever issues and anything that I've always said, like, I want to know what I need to work on. And that's completely true. But it's like harder when you are being when you're realizing what it is you need to grow on. And it's like tough things that you've like always like struggled with. Like I can be too needy and like figuring out how to not be that way in certain settings or when to tone it down is not easy. And so when I'm being told like I'm dramatic and I know it's coming from a place of me um, feeling like left out or neglected or whatever, it's like that double um, entendre. I don't know if that's the right word, but like on one end, yes, I am being dramatic and I do need to grow out of that. On the other end, I feel neglected. And can we like talk about that part too? So I don't know. That's just my experience with like the grace and truth and growing this past, like these past few weeks and like trying to, like hear what people are saying, even if they're, they don't realize they're saying it as strongly as they are or like whatever the case may be and, and focus that in on how I can grow and not projecting it out as to, well, this is what you need to work on or this is how you could treat me better or whatever, you know? I know I definitely struggle with the, um, what you mentioned as far as if someone calls me out on something, I will definitely hear that and take it to heart afterwards, like think about what they said after the fact, but in the moment I'm, I feel attacked. So like that attack makes me want to respond and, and say things like, oh yeah, well this, 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 and this is all wrong with you. So if you want to talk about my flaws, we can talk about yours as well, if you're up for that. (laughs) And that's not the correct way to handle it basically. And I think that's, that's what you're saying is how is the best way to move forward from this as far as acknowledging that someone is genuinely bringing a truth to you that you, that you know, you need to work through and, and has already been revealed to you, but 
how do you work through someone not delivering that to you in love or with compassion? And that's a really hard balance to hold. I handle it with a bit of indifference, which I feel like isn't a good way to handle it as well. It's like, I won't even acknowledge. It's like, I know, you know, I know that you're a horrible person on the inside. So <laughs> I'm not even going to acknowledge what you said to me. We're going to keep it pushing. Um, and not even acknowledging whatever it is that they said to me as truth sometimes. It's just like, whatever, you don't qualify. Who do you think you are to tell me something like that? And And then I'll be like, God, if it is for me, show me that it's from you. And if not, then I'm going to just keep it pushing. I'm going to go about my day and whatever it may be. Um, and I feel like I do dismiss people in those instances. And I feel like that's not um, truth or grace on my part when I'm dealing with these situations. So it's like, why would I want to take anything that you're saying? But at the same time, if what they're saying is truth and God can like, you know, reveal things to us through anyone he chooses to, it's like, how do we train our minds to focus on what they're saying to be true? Or the other end of when it's someone you do care about, you do value that friendship or relationship and they say something in a way that's not, that's just criticism or aggressive or whatever. And it kind of is a jab at you, whether they mean to or not, that carries a lot more um, hurt because it's someone that you care about. And so, but even then it's easy to be like, well, I know you just as long as you've known me and here's all these things. And like, we're just going to be done with this instead of being like, no, this is how I can grow. Not even for that person, but for myself. So what do you guys think is like the way we train our minds to like take whatever situation it is, whoever's saying it, however they say it and like find the truths in it and like let go of the parts that were just them. You know what I mean? I know exactly what you mean. And I love that you, you phrase it training your mind because training is an ongoing process that takes like daily work. And this isn't like a simple answer that anyone can give. It truly is a daily process of getting to know yourself better, training yourself to even recognize truth, which only comes from a relationship with the Lord who create, who is the absolute truth. So like everybody can make up their own truth. We're seeing that in like these days, especially, but it's always been the case where most people see truth as how they feel from their experience and they're coming and everyone is coming to a place where, Oh, your truth and my truth and their truth. And it's all different. But when we recognize an absolute truth, we, we realize that one, an absolute truth is that we're all humans and we're all flawed. That's an absolute, absolute truth. Another absolute tr truth is that we are created designed beings by a perfect God. So if we are flawed and God is perfect and that is the absolute truth, my thinking is that the only way to start recognizing truth, even from a flawed mouth, is by training your mind to even recognize what truth is, which is discernment, which comes from the Holy Spirit, which comes from a relationship with God, which comes from reading your Bible every day and seeking him and understanding his character and, and letting him come close to you, which is a change of habits. It's a whole, it's a whole thing. Mm -hmm. It's literally training every part of your mind to be able to, to find truth in the first place. Because like you said, anyone, God can use anyone to speak to you. And it doesn't necessarily have to be someone who says they even hear from God. They don't even have to acknowledge God. Mm -hmm. He can speak through anyone or anything. So 
that one is even being able to recognize truth. And two, another part of that equation, in my opinion, is learning how to be vulnerable and, and kind of knowing the absolute truth that everyone is flawed, including yourself and allowing yourself to realize that and be vulnerable in that and being like, and obviously this is easier said than done. And and this is just a podcast where we're talking. It's not like we get to show actual examples of what this looks like other than talking about our own lives. Mm-hmm. I'm not perfect at this. I have had a lot of instances where I've actually distanced myself from people who um, this exact thing has happened where usually I'm the one on the end of telling someone a truth or a criticism about someone else without any compassion and, and I just feel like, you know, if you don't, see, I, I'm just so used to people doing that to me. Like even at work, it's no one has compassion. If it's a customer of yours and they are mad about the way that you're acting, they're not going to be compassionate about the way they say that you need to be better. They're going to say, this is not working about your company. You need to fix this. And you say the customers are always right. Let's do this. Well, in my mind, if you can't also be that way with people who are in your personal life saying, this is not right, we need to fix this, but you can be like that in your professional life, there's a disconnect there. So um, I took that into my my personal life a little bit too much (laughs) to where um, I'm used to customers yelling at me and telling me how I need to fix things. And I say, yes, sir, let's fix that. So I become the person in my personal life that's like, you need to fix this, treating people as if they were, you know, customers or whatever. And that's not, that's a whole different conversation, but that's just the way my brain works. But I would say, yes, one is recognizing the truth in the matter. Two is being vulnerable in the relationship. And both of those things are very, 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 very difficult. Yeah. Just to piggyback on like something you said, Kanisa, or like ask a further question. Um, When it comes to, like, because it is, like, a training of your mind and, like, in the world, we don't see many people who are, like, you need to work on this, but, like, I'll give you time to work on it. It's, like, no, you need to work on this. Fix it now, like you were talking about. And so when it's, like, relationships in your life or um, when you're around, like, people who um, do believe in Christ, um, and so we are called to be more like him, I think the hardest part is when you recognize you need to grow, someone else recognizes you need to grow, and you might even say to that person, I'm going to work on this, and because it is a training, because it does take time, you are bound to mess up in it, and because we're not perfect, and so then a lot of times, grace is not given when you do mess up, and it's like, oh, let me remember, like, I need to I'm growing in this. I'm, I'm working on this. And some of those habits come up. I think that's a difficult um, part of it. Like, let's take it in a sense of a romantic relationship because I feel like this happens a lot. And not super toxic, but definitely unhealthy relationship where it's like, we're going to change each other. Not I'm going to like allow you to grow and right. learn to love who you grow into, but we're going to change each other. And those relationships, a lot of times it's like you you, you said this thing, right? You said this thing. It hurts me. Don't say it again. And that person's like, wow, you're right. Like that thing hurts you. I won't say it. The next time they say it, it's like, you said you were going to grow in this and you didn't grow in it and da, 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 da. but it's a process. It takes time. So it takes both ends of the person 
who needs to grow, recognizing they need to grow in that, putting the effort in growing in it. It also takes the other person who is involved, if there is another person involved, giving them grace, giving them those love, loving reminders. But it's such a hard thing to do because it's like, especially when it's another person involved, that person's being hurt too. And so then we're all just talking from hurt. So I don't know if y'all like can speak on that or like, I don't even know how to tackle <laughs> that side of things. Um, I feel like it goes down to reminding yourself that some people aren't going to have the grace for you that God does and that he taught you to have for yourself. And it hurts and it sucks. And it's one of the most frustrating things in the world. But you're just going to have to go within yourself and remind yourself who he says you are and what he says it to be. And even acknowledging that this is another believer, this is another person of Christ, and that's an area that they need to learn how to grow in. And you can't let your own hurt from, I'm trying to figure out the best way to say this. You can't let your own hurt cloud recognizing that they're hurt in the situation and acting accordingly. You have to acknowledge, okay, you're hurt, I'm hurt. We need to take this to God. We need to give this to God. Mm-hmm. and let let him work it out let him figure out okay maybe we need some space maybe we are not in the right space for us to handle this on our own so I'm gonna go within myself I'm gonna talk to God I'm gonna see what he says to me and you do the same and if that person still doesn't see anything wrong if they feel like they're handling the situation the best that they know how then you just have to unfortunately let it not unfortunate but you have to let it go you have to let them be and you have to remind yourself what God says to you and at least you know that you're doing the growth that you say even though they can't see it you know you're growing in your heart you know because you're not acting the same that you mm-hmm. used to so I feel like um, it's not the best scenario but it is a way to tackle the situation and if you're handling 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 it like that and giving it to God and that person still doesn't see their end cuz in every conflict there's something that can be fixed on both ends there's never just one person that's in the wrong mm-hmm. so if the other person doesn't see that absolute truth of knowing like looking within themselves and being like okay maybe i'm not the one that initiated this conflict but because i'm a part of it there's probably something about myself that can be healed or can be grown and if they never see that and you on your side are taking it to God and and letting go of the outcome of what you would like that relationship to look like mm-hmm. and it's still not get becoming the way you want it to, that's God taking that person out of your life for your own benefit. And in, in my view of things, it's not always that case, but God does remove people from our lives. And if we're doing the the best that we can, even though knowing that we're still flawed, if we're doing the best we can and that person still doesn't want to see the good in you or come meet you halfway or grow with you or give you the grace to grow through those things that they've brought to you, then that distance is actually created for your benefit mm-hmm. and you you still grow and actually you grow more when that person is pruned from your life and but it just it just takes time and knowing that at the end of the day the only thing that matters is not the only thing that matters but the only thing you have control over is your own growth mm-hmm. and the only way you have control over that is giving it to god because he's the one that grows. He's the one that grows things. You don't have any control over how fast you grow or how you grow, but you do have control over surrendering your 
control of trying to make things happen the way you want them to, if that makes sense. So uh, that was, I feel like that wasn't like a very pointed answer. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, it's hard. Yeah. It's not, a, it's not this like, oh, one and done or like bulletproof answer to this kind of thing because yeah. it is so personal to like who you are as a person and your walk with Christ. There's no like blanket answer that can fix all situations because sometimes you'll be in the situation and maybe God will have you call that person out and yeah. be like, I understand how you feel. And I told you that I was trying, but where's my grace? Right. Where's the grace that you're supposed to be showing me in a like-minded situation? Sometimes he'll have you go within yourself and be quiet and just, um, the um, suffering servant. Sometimes you just have to let yourself not necessarily be persecuted in a way, but be misunderstood because right. some things aren't to be understood and that's okay. That's a part of our walk with God. So, um, However it may be, again, the most important thing was to take it to him and right. let him guide you. So that's why I understood your answer, even though I know you felt like it was like, uh, I don't know if I'm hitting the mark. There's really no mark to hit in this kind of situation. And I, another angle of this I just thought of is um, if someone if someone is bent on misunderstanding you, they never will understand you. So like... Mm-hmm. You can only take so much time to be like, well, this is why I'm acting this way. And if you would just show me grace and if you would just meet me in the middle or if you blah, 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 like maybe those things are true. Maybe that person does need to treat you better or bring things to you in a more loving way. But if they're bent on misunderstanding you and judging you and assuming things about you, but never really coming to you and be like, listen, I love you so much. I want to understand what's going on. If they never do that, they never will. And that person isn't meant to be in your life other than to teach you something in this moment and you move on and take that lesson and allow God to mold you and, and their growth processes in God's hands. It's not in yours. So like, I, I know with you personally, and it's like, you are a very connected, connective person. Like you want that relationship. You love to love. And that's not, that's a wonderful thing. Mm-hmm. That's not something to be, um, um, something to be changed about yourself at all, because I wish I could be more like you in a lot of different ways because of that, because I'm on the opposite end. <laughs> um, but it is, it is something like your desire to have that, that relationship s- I feel like sometimes keeps you from wanting to grow past that person Mm -hmm. because then you wouldn't have as close of a relationship, which that I do understand because I would, I would rather slow my pace of growth to stay in a relationship with someone than actually grow the way I'm supposed to grow and be alone. And I don't know whether that's a good or a bad thing. And I've known this about myself for a long time, but at the same time, I'm also the type of person that will leave someone behind if I if there's just something in me that tells me that that person is no longer good for me. So um, I don't know. I, I, I've always gotten to the point where I get mad when someone doesn't give me grace. But then I realize the only reason I get mad about that is because I'm meant to learn how to give other people grace in other situations. 
and, and to remember that feeling of like, oh man, I wish I, this person would have given me grace. This person would have let me grow in my own time or, or lovingly corrected me because I would have listened or whatever. It's like, well, that didn't happen. And here we are today in this moment. So how can you take that negative feeling forward into your relationships you have now and use it as a lesson for the next person that comes along who may know nothing about that last relationship, but now you're better for it for this next person. Right. And it's crazy you said that because I feel like a lot of the time um, with me, I I realize that I can be a bit like almost passive per se when it comes to these kind of things. It's like when like even in like a romantic relationship, like you painted that picture earlier and um, I'm not going to try to change you or make you change. I am going to let you be you and I'm going to pray and hope that things change. I'm going to go with inside of myself and I'll give you to God and maybe that'll work. And sometimes it's like, sometimes there does need to be some type of action. Like you can't just sit around and hope for things to get better. Like, no, like you being connected to this kind of thing isn't letting you grow. Kind of like you said, like you slow down your pace for me. It's like, um, I get to the point where like, I cannot do that. It, I feel like I'm like, I'm not getting anywhere. I feel like I'm hitting a brick wall mm. at some point. And so I just have to like, I have to let it go. And I have to um, kind of like burn that bridge until God chooses to rebuild it. But yeah. I, I have to just like move forward. Cause if not, um, you will be stagnant and you'll never get past it. And you're, you're not going to get everything on the other side of what it is that you're supposed to be learning on top of this. Like, Clearly, there's this like shifting and changing. And that's why it's uncomfortable and that's why it's messy. But at the end of the day, once you get over that hurdle, you'll realize like, oh, and then you get a sense of like comfort and peace. Like, okay, I get it now. And then we can push and move towards the other thing that you're supposed to be learning and forward and forward. But if you slow down your pace or if you just like let yourself be stuck, then it's like that you're going to feel like you're feeling for a very, very long time. So. Oh, I was also yeah. going to say, um, Sometimes it's difficult to know if someone is giving you a truth about yourself that does need to be changed and you choose to internalize that and don't allow yourself to be stuck. You choose to give it to God and take the time to go within yourself and talk to God and grow. Sometimes it's hard to know if like the other person may not recognize your growth or on the other end might be jealous that you're growing mm. and growing through those things. So then you feel almost bad for growing. You feel like maybe this isn't what I was supposed to do. So the only way that I've found the difference between doing something out of like, okay, well you were mean to me, so I'm going to be better than you towards other people. That's out of pride. Right. But if you are doing something genuinely trying to grow and someone is trying to make you feel bad about doing that for whatever reason, if you have the, the way you can tell if you're in the right path, I guess, is if you have that peace of like, you might be upset with me, but I have peace within myself. So I know I'm doing the right thing for me, the way God wants me to do it. I'm walking with him. And if I have his peace inside of me, it doesn't really matter how you feel about me and my growth and how I've treated you, what's happened in the past, whatever. I'm at peace. Mm -hmm. And everything that's going on with you, it's between you and God. Mm -hmm. And sometimes, yeah. sometimes, probably, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was going to say, sometimes you won't know that until after. Because I know that 
I'm mm-hmm. very stubborn and rebellious. So sometimes God's like, I need you to do this or I need you to handle it this way for your growth. And I don't want to do it. And so it's hard. <laughs> and I'm like, it's like pulling teeth. And then it's like, ah, and then I finally do it. And then it's like, huh, oh, okay. <laughs> now I feel that peace. <laughs> Yeah, I think I love everything that y'all said and y'all touched on so many parts of it and there's so many different angles to it all together. But I think it boils down to identity and like, where are you finding your identity? Are you finding it in other people, the opinions of people around you? Are you finding it in the expectations, realistic or unrealistic that you've put on yourself? Or are you finding it in God? Because if you're finding your identity in God, then those other two things kind of like, naturally the things you're supposed to know will stay and the things you're not supposed to know will fall off because you have your eyes trained in the like correct place. And I think like a lot of times it's hard when like kind of what um, you were saying recent just now, Kanisa, but something Malika said a while ago reminded me of when I fully like committed myself to like, I got baptized and me and Malika started going to church together and we're like, okay, we're going to like, do better. Like we've always known the Lord, but we're going to like really grow in our relationship with him. There were times where there was a particular time where a close family member was like trying to discourage Malika from being my friend by saying all of these things about me, about how I've been in my life. And some of them were true and some of them weren't true. Um, But I had to sit there in that moment and not take in whether it was true or not true but to sit here and say, like, I know I'm not that person, regardless if I've been that person before. Like, I know I'm not that person now. And even if I stopped being that person 30 minutes ago, I'm not that person now. And standing tall in that. And I think it was standing tall and knowing that I'm not that person anymore. And it's God changing me into this person that I'm that I am now and who I'm becoming. And I'm just going to continue to listen to what God says about me and who God wants me to be. I think that is the difference between me taking what he had said and being like, I'm going to internalize it and I'm just going to allow myself to still be that way. Or I'm going to allow myself to be, uh, to put shame on myself for being that way and being like, no, like that was me. That's okay. It's not anymore. And that's better. You know what I mean? I think we have to make sure that when we are like having these these thoughts about like growth and especially when it comes to outside opinions it's like the only the only person we should be focusing on on as far as a meter of where we need to grow to is to be better than who we were yesterday and the lord is going to tell us how to be better than who we were yesterday so i don't know that's like the mark that we're pushing towards is being more like who jesus was when he was on this earth and that can only be known by reading the New Testament. I mean, the whole Bible points towards Jesus, but the New Testament really explains his character as a human, as in a, in a fleshly vessel, someone who struggles with the same temptations that a human does in our flesh, but never actually giving into them. We will never hit that example. We'll never be like Jesus. It's impossible because we're not God. Jesus is God's son, which means he is equal to God in that kingdom. And Jesus is God, but we are not God, which means we are stuck in a fleshly vessel. And we're always trying to be more like Jesus, his character when he was on the earth, which is like, yes, we're trying to be better than we were yesterday. But what we're working toward is being like him, which is a whole lifetime 
process of even trying to get close. And we never do even before, like, even if we live to a hundred years old and every single day we spent trying to be more like him and every day we got 1% better than we were yesterday, we still will never hit that mark. So you could look at that and be discouraged, or you could look at that and be like, I don't have to be so hard on myself. Mm-hmm. Like I'll never make it. I'll never get that perfection mark. I'll never be perfect. But what I can do is try mm-hmm. every day. And that the trying doesn't come out of hating who we were yesterday. And, and even who we were 30 minutes ago, because what we do doesn't reflect who we are most of the time. What we do reflects how we feel mm-hmm. and our situations, but who we are as a child of God, an image bearer is someone who should look like Jesus. And that distance, that gap can only be closed by God himself through a relationship with Jesus. So it's, it's not, it's not an easy thing to explain, but the best way, the best way I've thought about it recently is if I'm trying to be better every single day, but I'll never be God and I shouldn't strive to be God. God has his own character. Jesus has his own character. I, Kenisa, have my own character and I'm the flaw. I'm the most flawed out of all three of them. So if I am trying to be like God, that's going to turn me into a human that has a lot more flaws than if I was just trying to be like Jesus. And the only way that you can really understand what I'm saying right now is if you just sat down and started reading your Bible as if it was a a, a novel, started in Matthew and read to the end of Luke or whatever you choose to do. I personally picked up my Bible and read from Genesis to Revelation and just however long it took, however much I read every day, I decided that I would read front to back. And then I chose to read it in a couple different ways after that. But if you're just starting out and wanting to read your Bible, but you think it's like this big task It's really not. All it takes is sitting down, opening it, and committing to read one full chapter and reading a little bit every day or or whatever you feel led to do. Doing a devotional is a good way to start, too. Mm -hmm. For me, I just want to read the book Mm -hmm. like a story so I can understand things. So that's that's where it all starts. Yeah, I can definitely say like like Romans 3.23 says, for all of sin fall short of the glory of God. And that goes to what you were talking about of like, we we can strive to be like Jesus. We are called to strive to be like Jesus, but we can never expect that we will fully be like Jesus in his perfection and his sinlessness. And for me, like that scripture helped me to take a lot of that shame off of myself that like, even if I never sin from today on, I will still fall short and God still loves me. So instead of like shaming ourselves, it's like constantly striving. And I think that's definitely empowering. Like, I don't, I don't think anyone should be discouraged by that. And if they are discouraged, then I definitely would recommend taking that to the Lord because it does bring peace and knowing that you are not expected to be perfect. You are expected to be like Jesus as much as you can be like Jesus while also knowing that it's God himself who's guiding you to that. You know what I mean? It's Mm -hmm. the Holy Spirit who is going to put on your heart what your focus needs to be in that moment. And you don't need to put more on yourself than um, what he's asking of you in that moment. And also try not to put less on yourself. But like, yeah, it's just 
if we're striving to be like Jesus every day, then it really doesn't matter. Like we know where our heart is. God knows where our heart is. And whatever expectations anyone else puts on us is like neither here nor there. Mm-hmm. And every single thing that happens in your life is unique to your life, which means it's meant for your growth. Mm-hmm. Like if, if you're constantly thinking like, well, this person should have treated me better and that person could have treated me more like Jesus, blah, 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 blah. Maybe that is true, but it's irrelevant <laughs> to you. Like mm-hmm. you cannot change yeah. anyone else. All you can do is surrender. And there's a lot of power that comes in surrendering of waking up every single day, knowing that literally the only broom in your lungs is enough for one breath, mm-hmm. which means there is a power that continues to give you breath. Like you could just have an aneurysm and drop dead and die out of nowhere. So your body is amazing and, and very smart and just created in a way that's designed to be perfectly balanced. If you surrender to the fact that you're created and everything that's meant to grow you in life is meant for your growth. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's not really for you to think about how someone else could have learned it like that. That's always been my biggest pet peeve when I go to church and someone like the pastor is preaching about something. And then the person next to me will be like, man, so-and-so really needs to be here to hear this. It's like, so-and-so is not here. You are, you listen. (laughs) And that's kind of the same thing when like any relationships or things happen in anybody's life. It's like nothing in this world is about anything other than like things that happen in your life are happening for your growth, for you to see and for you to grow through and become more like Jesus and people not getting better or growing or getting worse or whatever is irrelevant to you. You're on your path. You're running your race, which is different than my race. We're all in our own unique lanes. And yes, we can come together and talk about these things, but we're not, we're not in the same lane which means we're not going to have the same lessons or at least not at the same time. We're all like in a unique process of growth. Yeah. I was going to say, especially with us, like, well, first thing is that uh, everything is orchestrated by God. So when you look at these situations and when you're in this instance, you have to, um, and it's not easy. Yes. You have your emotions, you acknowledge them, but after you've let yourself process it, God, what is it that you want me to see in this moment? What are you saying to me? kind of like what Kanisa said, it's for you and your growth specifically. And then the other end of that, um, we kind of talked about this other day, that we have a luxury that most people don't. Mm-hmm. He orchestrated our lives to where all of us can be in this space together, to where we do know how to work with truth, truth and grace with each other specifically in our growth. So these situations that other people have with other people, we won't necessarily have it with ourselves again because God blessed us, thankfully, to where we let all of ourselves be ourselves and love each other. We understand truth and we know it, but we don't say, hey, you're doing this wrong. We let each other figure it out on our own and be like, yeah, we saw that. We were just waiting on you to get (laughs) on the same page. But yeah, so again, God orchestrates it that way to where sometimes you're just not going to get that grace from other people. But I feel like we should be grateful and thankful for the people that we do know will show us grace and lean on that and remind ourselves of that, that God loves us enough to have this kind of relationship 
Um, and to kind of go back to Ant's story about that family member, again, God orchestrated our lives to where I've known Ant for so long to where like, even though I hadn't seen the person that he was portraying, I've known her since she was a little girl. So I knew the person that God made her to be before the world took her and um, made her a specific way. And I chose to love her in spite of that, because again, God gives us certain gifts. Mine specifically is, yes, I see where you are, but I also see who God wants you to be which can be a double-edged sword sometimes and mm-hmm. difficult in other years. But for this instance specifically, I choose to see and, and see her growth as a person every single day. And I try to say it to both of you guys as much as possible that I'm so proud of you guys. There are probably specific points in your lives that I didn't see you guys mess up and fall, but I'm so proud that God let me see you guys grow to where you are now and where you guys are going. So... Oh, I love you. (laughs) I was just going to say, like, with what you said about, like, our friendship and, like, knowing there are things we needed to grow in and not mentioning it, um, I think others can take that as allowing each other to be complacent. Mm. Um, And that's not the case. It's just we know that the Holy Spirit reveals. And so we don't need to take it amongst ourselves to reveal because with our, our conversations are always about growth. It's always about whatever we're working on and like wrestling with in that moment. And so it's like, if you're already wrestling with this, who am I to tell you to wrestle with this also if the Holy Spirit isn't telling you to wrestle with it in that moment? So it's like loving, watching us grow, helping each other through the areas that we're, you know, allowed to, um, by the Holy Spirit to give wisdom on um, and not putting more on each other than what we can bear because that's not what God calls us to do. He doesn't call us to put more on our brothers. He calls us to carry our, our brother's burdens with them. You know what I mean? So like when you're saying um, that we like kind of see those things and don't mention it, it's not to just allow us to stay in the way that we are. It's knowing that God is working through other things and, and focusing on those things that God is working through and helping as much as we can in those moments. And when he reveals the other things, we'll be there for that too. Right. Because I do know that we do tend to call each other out in a very loving way, but in our mind, like, it's not like, hey, blah, blah, but it's like, even I remember another podcast we had where I had said something and you were like, no, but you can't think of it that way because yeah. blase, blase. And I'm like, you're right. And go within myself and like, you're not wrong. <laughs> and um, taking what God is saying. Um, that's the other end of this as well, where we have gotten to a certain point of growth where it's like, we understand truth when we hear it and yeah. how we choose to act on it is completely up to us. But at least we've gotten to a level of growth. Where it's like, okay, that's truth. I probably don't like how that was presented to me, but it's truth. And how am I going to choose to react to this information I've been given? Am I going to react the way my flesh wants me to react? Or am I going to figure out what God wants me to do? And I feel like all of us, we give each other enough space where it's like, even if we happen to react in our flesh per se sometimes we'll be like say like something sarcastic or make a joke about it or this that and the other but again we hear it and we know we hear it and we love each other enough to never call each other out in such a like um hurtful way and I think we all acknowledge that growth only comes with pain like mm-hmm. growing pains like that that is a physical thing and a spiritual thing where it doesn't always manifest in the same way, but growing is painful. So it, if you can have a 
a friend, even one friend, let alone a group or a community of people who are willing to accept the truth about you in the moment, knowing that you have surrendered yourself to growing in God, it's a lot easier to work through the pains of growth if you have if you've built, if you've allowed God to orchestrate certain people in your life who do call you out, but don't do it in anything but love. And like you said, you, you chose to love and in spite of what those people were saying about her. And it just made me really think that true love is spiteful to a certain degree. Like I'm going to love you and treat you with grace in spite of the fact that maybe you have a long way to grow. Mm -hmm. I'm also going to love you and treat you kindly in spite of the fact that other people might be poisoning my opinion about you. Like it's, it's in spite of how I feel or in spite of how you feel, it's like on both ends, I'm loving you enough to bring you the truth, but only in a way that I know will edify you. And on the other end of that, I'm loving you enough to give you the space and the grace to listen to God, because I'm not even the one that should be showing you these things. I should be the one to, you know, either I can be a confirmation of being like, you know what? God showed me this about me. Like, have you ever seen it in me? I'm like, yeah, mm-hmm. I have, but you know what? I knew that was God. He was going to show you in his own time. And the thing is people are most receptive to growing when God is the one that tells them how to grow. When you come up to someone and say, this is how you need to grow. This is what's wrong with you. They're the least res- receptive of growing. And and if you really cared about that person and wanted them to grow, you would want them to, you would want them to do it in the best way possible, which means you have to wait for God to tell them, which means you also have to wait for that person to surrender enough to listen. And none of that is up to you as the person who sees the way this person might need to grow or whatever. And I think that's the difference between us and, and why we've even brought this conversation out into the open, because the way that we talk on the podcast is just normal. Like this is how we talk. The the whole reason why we even started this podcast is because we were sitting on my couch in the living room and my husband came down and said, you guys should start a podcast. So we did. True story. (laughs) Yeah. So it's not like we are sitting here, like we think we have all the answers. We're just like talking through these things for our own edification, hoping that opening up this space of grace and truth and three people who genuinely want to grow in God and mature as humans on the earth, that if we open this up to anyone, we hope it'll be edifying to you as the listener, whoever you may be, that it will kind of show you that the way most people treat you, whether being too truthful or too too gracious as far as letting you be complacent or being too mean on the other end of being like, this is what you need to change. Both of those sides are wrong in their own ways. And not that we have everything figured figured out, but we do know that this relationship, this trio was orchestrated by God. We know this because we even met in church. <laughs> so God has had his hand in everything that we've done, everything that we've said, every way that we've grown with each other. And we've never asked each other to be anyone that we're not. So we're hoping that at the very least, this will edify the listener. And on top of that, open up the possibility that 
there is a space that you can actually grow in truth without feeling like you are being abused or attacked. Right. Exactamente. Exactamente. <laughs> On that note, we can just end this podcast by saying a full-hearted gratitude. We are so grateful that you have stuck with us this long and listened to our conversations. And we appreciate so much, so much that you're even supporting us by lending an ear. We hope that this spoke to you in some type of way. And if you did like something that we said or want to give us any kind of feedback, we would appreciate it if you would leave us a review or at the very least give us five stars on Apple Podcasts because that just helps us be found easier. And we hope to see you back here next week when we put out a new episode next Wednesday. Take care now. (laughs) 